Let me get a couple verses up there and uh, uh, share with you something that God has laid upon my heart. Um, and it actually has to do with this season. I think God can work with the seasons. I know. You know, the moment, the opportunity, you know. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. You notice there is a beginning in it. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him and without Him. Nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So thank you for the reading of God's word this morning. It is unique. As you read the Christmas stories and the events surrounding it and how it's presented differently by each writer. Yes, a, a, an approach and at the same time, you know, uh, 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 it, it's like painting a picture. And one of the reasons that <clears throat> there's a different approach by each one of the writers is because the audience is different. Different by each one. Mark's audience was different. Matthew's audience was different. Luke's audience and John's audience was completely different. We'll notice that Mark's gospel, you know what I mean? He doesn't even talk about the birth of Jesus. He starts his 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 word to us, you know, you know, at the calling of John the Baptist in the wilderness. And the first time that we see Jesus is when he is baptized. And one of the reasons for that is is that is that Mark's audience was the Romans. And his message is and was that Jesus is Lord. He had to work with, you know, because we know the dominance, the ruler of the Romans at that time. And so as God be, tries to communicate to that audience, he emphasizes that Jesus is Lord and that that Jesus came to serve, all right? Not to have others serve him. So service defines him in the gospel of Mark. 
Matthew, of course, as you know, he starts with an elaborate genealogy. You know, covering his beginning right up to his birth. And one of the reasons for that is, is because the Jews were his audience. And so he was endeavoring to, to show them, you know what I mean, that Jesus is, okay, uh, part of the lineage or the, the, the offspring that was talked about way back in the beginning. And so he presents Jesus, you know, as a better teacher, you know, and greater than, than Moses. So, and to, 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 to emphasize that the prophecies that they had received, you know, those thousands of years were coming to pass or were in Jesus Christ. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? You know, and then, so then we have Luke, the gospel of Luke, and, and, he, 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 he starts out, he said, I want to set things, you know, in a timely order. This happened first, this happened second, that happened third, you know. I want you to know the, the, the order of things that had transpired and, and uh, had taken place. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> he talks about the birth, the ministry, the life, the death, the resurrection. And his audience is primarily the Gentiles, all right? And another thing about Luke is he gives special attention to the, to the Holy Spirit, okay, in, in, in his writings. And so they're all unique in the way that they present the gospel of Jesus Christ because ultimately that's what it is, the gospel of Jesus Christ with emphasis on various, you know, segments of it or the events that had taken place. So, uh, you know, very unique. And then we come to John. John takes a different approach. Matthew talks about, you know, the human side of things. Luke goes ahead and, you know what I mean, he covers a, a large territory. But John decides, you know what? We got to get to the real beginning of this. And John's gospel says, we're going to start in heaven. We're going to give you a picture of this Christ child. And I was thinking, one of the reasons, why, why is this birth so exciting? I mean, births are exciting. The child is born into a family. You know what I mean? It, it's, it, it occupies and we celebrate and everything. But this birth... All of a sudden, it's being announced to non-family members. And they're getting all excited about it. Huh? I mean, somebody tells me that I don't know, by and large, and says, hey, we're going to have a child. Wonderful. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, it, it doesn't conjure up that kind of excitement. If there's not some kind of connection, 
Okay, that's going on here. What kind of child is this that, that, that you know, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the other lands all of a sudden are willing to, to go great distances just to go ahead and, you know, take a peek, just to look. I, I think he looked like any other baby. I don't even know if he was good looking. He was a baby. All babies are cute. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think so anyway, you know. They're cute to their parents. I'll guarantee you that much. <laughs> Amen. But because of that, you know, because we, we humans, we have our own standards, you know what I mean? And, you know, what's good looking, what's not good looking, what's right, what's wrong. I mean, you know, uh, and it varies from every, every one of us, you know. But John, he says this birth started in heaven. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Something amazing. He said, I want to show you about, you know, this baby. Who and what is in this baby? Absolutely. He wants to tell us, you know what I mean, about the divine attributes that, is, that are in this child that we know as Jesus. He tells us these things, you know. Isn't it amazing? He wants to, us to celebrate for another reason. What's all the excitement? Because it's more than just a baby. There's a connection between the supernatural, you know, the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you, you know what I mean, and bring forth that which is conceived in you will be of the, of the Holy Spirit. This baby... is before time unto us a child is born but unto us a son is given for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son oh hallelujah an amazing thing so I want to entitle my message this morning, The Second Genesis. The Second Genesis. In the beginning, it says that the Father of life breathed into mankind, and he became a living soul. But that living soul stepped outside the light, and it lost the greatest gift that man could have received and that is the gift of life and as a result death reigned a lot of history and a lot of time and a lot of events have taken place in between but in this moment whether it's december 25th or wherever whenever it is it doesn't make any difference the event is what stands out 
and what's connected to the event, you know what I mean, is what began to produce that celebration. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Not only did earth, when it, when it began to understand, you know, about this birth child, but heaven, with its limited understanding of the message of grace, they were excited about it, and so they were rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And, and I believe that the Apostle Paul wrote and says that that's kind of how our rejoicing is to be. Joy unspeakable and, and full of glory. Well, we need a reason to really go ahead and, I mean, you know, it's pretty tough, Pam, isn't it? If I just come up to you and say, be joyful. But it, if you, yeah, well, no, I know you can. But if you have a reason to be joyful, you have some kind of insight, you know what I mean? There, there's, there's something that is, that is made aware. Oh, you know, it's, it's better than a raise at your job. Yeah. It just has a, you know, understanding who this Christ child is. Amen. He's my Savior, yes. But what kind of Savior? How long was this plan been, you know, in effect? Before time. But there at that birth of Jesus Christ, the Father of light again. Oh, yes. He went ahead and provided the word. In the beginning was the word. Another word comes. The second Genesis. The opportunity for life. Not just any kind of life, but kind of life that only God can give. And, 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 and in that word... You know, the father went ahead, went ahead and transported his breath through the birth of that child, Jesus. In him was life. And that life was the light of man. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm still getting it. Yeah. I don't have it down. I get a moment and I really get excited. But then life hits me. And I get weary, Dave. Yeah. There, that word. Jesus himself acclaimed that it was the door. It was the truth. He was the peace. He's the fellowship with the Father. Yeah. The wonder. The birth of Christ. Through John. 
through John. The wonder in his person. That's why we celebrate Jesus. That's why Jesus is, you know what I mean, the, 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 the object of our worship. is the inspiration of our very spirit. We continue to need the assistance of the Holy Spirit in that even because the Holy Spirit is able to actually make Jesus come alive for us. But John says that in the birth of Christ, we see the unfolding of God's eternal plan, okay, of the ages. In the beginning. And then he became. And dwelt among us. It's the unveiling, he says, of what had been hidden through all the types and shadows and all the feasts, you know what I mean, and all the events that had taken place in, in Israel's history. According to Hebrews chapter 9 and 10. Fact is, Colossians chapter 1, verse 26 says, The mystery which was hidden from ages past now has been revealed. Oh, yes. It was unfolding, but it began at the birth. Hallelujah. Yes. At this birth, John says, you know, the kingdom dawned. At the birth of Jesus Christ, the kingdom dawned. It didn't dawn in the coronation of some king, no, but in the birth of a crying baby. I love it. I don't think you can find a more revealing of what God means when he says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts, for mine are higher than yours, as far as the heavens are above the earth. Yeah. When Mary heard the message, it took her a little bit to go ahead and get a handle on God's ways. That unique, you know, marriage of the natural and the divine, of the human and the deity. Whew. I just can't figure it out. She tells the angel. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but there's the birth of the king. And when there's a birth of the king, there is the birth of the kingdom. Amen. Yes. That's why the wise men said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? 
Now that might not mean a lot to us. What are we? Westerners. We vote in and we vote out. But it meant a lot to that era. It's amazing that they could put together that he was the king of the Jews. A kingdom that's not out there, but it's in here. An interior kingdom. Yes. In the birth of Jesus Christ, you know, God is striking at the heart of the kingdom of darkness with victory. The light has shined in the darkness. Oh, praise his holy name. A great light, he says, has shined. You will notice that the first thing that God does when there is darkness is he shines light. The first order of creation was what? Light. The first order of the second Genesis was light. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Praise his holy name. It's, it says that, you know what I mean, that, that he's striking at the kingdom of darkness with that birth of Christ. God is turning the lights of heaven on earth. He hasn't turned them off, folks. He hasn't turned them off. That celebration has a connection to that it's the one that crushes the serpent's head from Genesis. Yes, he came to destroy the works of the devil. Christmas is God's quiet invasion. It's an invasion into the kingdom of darkness. It's an invasion to undo, you know what I mean, and destroy the works of the enemy. Yes. Hallelujah. Christmas. Church is the birth of God's blessings. He made the promise to Abraham. When he said, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. God inaugurates blessing to the families of the earth in Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Absolutely. Yes. 
more than a baby, and we all know that. But I love John's perspective. It didn't start with Adam, the first Adam. It started in the heavenlies. Luke said it's a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. According to Luke also, it's an invasion of peace. It's an invasion of peace. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. Yeah. In the midst of the darkness, he is our light. In the midst of the chaos, he is our peace. In the midst of the faults, he is our truth. John says, I want to introduce you to Jesus. Who is before all things. Who made all things. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Fact is, nothing can stand or be upheld without Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1. He upholds all things by the word of his power. By the word. He's the word. He was made flesh. And when Jesus came that way, God was trying to speak to us in a language that we could understand. We couldn't understand all the other ones. They were vague. But I'm going to talk to you in a language you can understand. And we understand the language of babies. You understand them, you just can't make them out. Right? Da da oo da ma Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> oh, yes. God shows us the side of Him. The side of Him. They had known Him. In the miraculous, they had known him as a warrior. And you could almost say that they had known him as a dictator. Wouldn't you say some of those things have got a little dictator-ish to him? Well, that's what a king is. He's not a... But he's showing you the side. He's not a suppressor. He's an uplifter. There is our redeeming king. Not just any son, but God's son. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, yes.
an excitement that so, you know, radiated in those shepherds, you know, body that they had to go tell the story. Tell what they've seen and what they've, what they've heard. Folks, we're the shepherds today. We're the continuing shepherds in the story of Jesus Christ. Tell the story. Hallelujah. It's about Christ's redemption. That baby is about God, Christ, revealing his mission. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He came to seek, to save that which was lost. I think that, I think there's more to it, the, the, the saving grace of Jesus Christ than just getting us our ticket for eternity. I think there's things we lose. You remember the woman that had ten pieces of silver and she lost one of them? She searched and searched and searched until she found it. I don't know. Just a thought. I'll throw it out there for you. Sometimes we lose our peace. Sometimes we lose our joy. You don't lose your salvation. But sometimes we lose the excitement of our salvation. And I believe that Jesus said we shouldn't do that. When his disciples came back to him and said, you know what I mean? Let me give you a report of what went on with my ministry trip that right now, Jesus. They hadn't been sent out. And so they began to tell Jesus about, you know what I mean, the miracles that had taken place. Well, I think God's excited about miracles. He's most excited about salvation. About salvation. Rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Celebrate your birth. Celebrate your birthday. And I think that Whenever we celebrate our spiritual birthday, we must do it alongside of the birth of Christ, who really is the reason for our birth. I'll ask my musicians to come this morning. It is the 
It is the, 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 the announcement. The birth of Christ is an announcement that the uh, year of Jubilee, that the Lord's favor has arrived. Yeah. According to Luke chapter 4, Luke's own words, God wants to bring favor. He wants to bring love and life. Yes. You know, sometimes when, when we talk about Jesus and people giving their life to the Lord and, you know, walking with Him, uh, they, 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 they don't come in. They don't move in because they think God is cutting something off. And they kind of approach it like this, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, one of the limbs of our bodies is becoming infected. And, and so they go to the doctor and the doctor's going to amputate it. And then the man asks the doctor just before he's put under, he said, did you come to cut off my arm? The doctor replies and said, I didn't come to cut off your arm. I came to save your life. I came to save your life. That's why. You know what I mean? There are certain things as do's and don'ts because they're an infection. And if they left go unattended, okay, they can take your life. No, I come to save your, your life. So the story of the manger is a story of, of life. It's the coming of peace and joy. Peace on earth, goodwill to all mankind. Yes. From that manger were all offered life. Because that manger holds more than a baby. And we sing the song. But it holds more than we can see. It held the peace that Jesus calmed the storm with. It held the bread and the fishes that Jesus fed the 5,000 with. It held the eyes of the blind man who saw. 
the lame man that lapped and walked again Yes, to the woman at the well. He's the living water. He didn't become, he was. He isn't going to be, he is. Hallelujah. To the woman that was caught in adultery, that baby held the hand. Neither I do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Lazarus physically died. That baby held the life that brought him back but even more than that that manger holds the baby of the father's forgiveness When he hung on the cross and he cried, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Stand with me this morning. It's the place where God extended his life. to meet our life. You see, folks, there is not just one single Christmas. There is not just one single Christmas. There is one divine event that inaugurated it. But there are endless stories. We all have a Christmas story of the birth of Christ. We all have a word birth, which is the life. For you've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, the word of God, which liveth and bideth forever. There really is a truth that Jesus lives in us. He lives in us by his word, just as he lived in that baby by his word. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. This Christmas needs to be like more than any other Christmas. 
because you have a story you have a story you are a shepherd that have visited the manger and discovered that it's more than a baby hallelujah all the hopes and the dreams the manger has never been emptied of its power no never its purpose or its provision shepherds celebrated the kings bowed down and worshipped if you and I can grasp it I speak with myself included. It shows us that the mundane holds the miraculous. There's something mighty. You may be Matthew, who likes to go through the lineage. You might be Mark, that, yeah, I'm going to get right up here. This is where I'm going to start. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And you may be like Luke. You like to have everything just so set in order. But don't forget John. Where it all started. It started in heaven. Hallelujah. why did they get so excited about a baby being born when you take all of them together it puts a lot of awe in it doesn't it puts a lot of awe in it and may the awe of Christ come back to the church hallelujah may that awe amen revisit us and I think sometimes we need to revisit the manger 
Father, we thank you today. We repent, we repent, or I repent. Lord, for being not appreciative enough. to you we lift our hearts to you and we surrender our life and we celebrate life in Jesus name amen now remember Christmas Eve service this Friday at 6 30 We got prayer Wednesday night. Yeah. Prayer Wednesday night. Amen. And Merry Christmas. God bless you today. <laughs>